Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have us. <laughs> yes, we are going to talk about how we write and publish and the yeah. different tools and things we use and mm-hmm. kind of how we, you know, kind of the, we've already done a podcast on marketing. So we're yes. not going to talk about marketing a book or launching a book. This is more mm-hmm. the nuts and bolts of, you know, just the writing and getting it done, uploading yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's been going on with you this week? Well, you know, Thanksgiving, it was mm-hmm. a big time at our house. There were just our family. I think I mentioned there are 13 of us. Mm-hmm. And then my mother-in-law came. So that was 14, but we had a great time and uh, it was fun with the kids. They were hilarious. And then um, we, my daughter and I took the eight-year-old who is a movie veteran. I mean, she's been to the movies before, but we also took the three-year-olds, oh the two three-year-olds to see Clifford on Friday. And um, they, <laughs> it was not really a smooth entry into the movie world, but they weren't horrible either. I mean, they just, yeah. uh, the, August. Did you get to see the movie though? We did. We did. Okay. And the and what's funny is my daughter, you know, she hadn't been out or especially to the movie or anything. And more than once I'd hear somebody laugh and I'd look down and be her. And she'd be the other one laugh. I mean, you know, she, just, she was she, really uh, taking it in. <laughs> but uh, they weren't terrible at all. They were, but you know, yeah. they just don't know movie etiquette. And yeah. August was dancing. And then at one point uh, the, other three-year-old she walked down to me and said I want some more candy (laughs) and then oh no that was August it said go buy more candy and then uh, so it was but it was fun we had a great time and then we went to my mom's on Saturday and there were uh more than 30 of us I think wow around 30 and that was just my sister's and their kids and spouses and stuff. So yeah, all at my mom's. So it, but it was tons of fun. We had a great time. We had a great time, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this podcast will be short then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Friday I ran a black Friday sale on my consulting services and it was a huge hit. I'm offering I offered a hundred dollars off my consulting services and um, it was a huge hit. And so I have decided to do a cyber Monday mm-hmm. through Tuesday sale as well. So this will come out on Tuesday. And so if you're interested, you can just email me and tell me you heard it on the podcast. And even if you mention that you heard it on the podcast and it's after the fact, um, I will honor that. So just let me know. And, and uh, if you're interested and in, we can talk about all things, launching, branding, sales, page evaluation, some ad stuff, just getting awesome. a plan. Yeah. 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 Sounds so good. I'd love to okay. Do so it. I'll put the link in the show notes too. Yeah. Just, so. yeah. Just my email is really the best way to get in touch with me. So, okay. So we'll do that. And then. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, well, I didn't know. 
I did no business. I did nothing no, this I week. Either. I did no mm-hmm. sales. I did no writing. And it was really nice. I had, I think, like, I counted five or six days that I didn't really do. I didn't reply to any email. I didn't do any writing. But it was great. We had a good Thanksgiving. It was really nice to have the break. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we had lots of food. Family mm-hmm. came in. My kids were here. And we ate, we had, you know, we always say, oh, we're not going to do too much food. And oh, every that- year we have like the table is full and we had like three, no, four or five different desserts because everybody was like, well, I'll just make, you know, yeah. and I was like, yeah. we'll just get this. And yeah. so, yeah, Us we too. still, we still have food. We still have desserts, which is yeah. crazy. So it's, yeah, we took all of our, our leftovers to my mom. So that, yeah, and dropped them and off. And then left them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was funny because on thanksgiving night so we had like lunch around one and so that night we were all getting leftovers my daughter was like i'll have some white carbohydrates and yes carbohydrates and some tan carbohydrates (laughs) (laughs) because that's all there is and then some green bean casserole you know know. it's pretty funny it is so funny it's delicious though it's wonderful it's not exactly the healthiest Mm. meal i think and we're not big fans of turkey so oh. we usually do something different. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, this year we had steak, which is oh, you know, very nice, very nice. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. Well, it was it was fun. It, my husband did the turkey, and it was so good. And mm. I'm not always a huge turkey fan either, but it it was very good. So yeah, it was it was a, yeah, yeah. It's always an adventure when we're all together. Yeah, so it was very good. fun. Yeah, that's very it, the fun. break. The break is good. So yeah, it was it just reiterates the everyone says, you know, you need to take a break every so often mm-hmm. and not work constantly. And it it's so mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so we, we should, should get, get on. on. Yeah. 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 So Sarah, tell me what you do to write and publish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's break it down. Let's just do yeah. writing first. Okay. And so um, we were going to talk about the tools we use and I use, I have used dragon Mm-hmm. Uh, dictation, mm-hmm. but I have a Mac and that's my favorite. And I don't really like the way Dragon works for the Mac. It's just not as good right. on mm-hmm. a Word as on a uh, Windows computer. Mm-hmm. So I have an old Windows computer and I've used that. But lately I've been using an app on my phone called, let me look it up real quick, mm-hmm. make sure I get it right, Easy Voice Recorder. And if you pay the extra like $2 or something, you can mm-hmm. get it, 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 you can record and dictate in, in it and do the transcription in the app. And oh, wow. but to do the transcription for more than like a minute or two, you have to pay, but it's only a couple of dollars. And then you have mm-hmm. that ability to record. I've transcribed, you know, 20, 30 minutes and it's mm-hmm. not perfect by any means, but mm-hmm. it does give me, you know, a basis that I can go in there. And the way I work is I like to go in and and like edit as I go and kind mm-hmm. of work on things and make it better. And so this gives me a really rough draft. So I do that. And then I usually just uh, edit it in like text edit. And then mm-hmm. I paste it into Scrivener. So I have a Scrivener document set up. And I usually mm-hmm. just, if I know it's going to be a series, I just have all the books in the series in one Scrivener document. Right. And then um, that is about all I do, I leave it in there. I edit it in there. Once I have it all in there, then I'll edit it, edit it in Scrivener. Mm. And then um, just, I output, you know, I compile it every couple of times I'm in there. Like 
I don't go in the document every day because some days I'm dictating and some days I'm mm-hmm. editing, but on the days I'm in there, when I finish, I usually compile it and then send that to Dropbox so that I have a backup of it. Mm-hmm. And that is about all I do. I don't have any really fancy things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I start, when I'm outlining, I put I have it all on paper and mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I like to work on paper, but mm-hmm. then um, like after I've done my thinking, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll transfer that to something else. I've used Plotter recently. Mm-hmm. And, um, so those are about my main tools that I use. So when you say that you dictate and then it transcribes into, uh, explain that to me. I'm not sure. Well, you like you just hold it up to you to mm-hmm. your mouth and dictate, mm-hmm. and you have a little sound wave that shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then when you get done, you hit the check mark, I think, and then you can go in to that recording and you can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Or there's like three dots, and you can hit those three dots, and one of your options is like to email the audio file or there's something else and then you can transcribe it. And I just hit transcribe oh. and it and then, up a new screen and you can see it. So if you just want to, you know, transcribe it and just see what you see it in, mm-hmm. you can just look at it. But when I get done, you can just, I, there's a little icon at the bottom and you can just email it to yourself. Oh, okay. I think you could airdrop it. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So that makes it pretty easy. And what's the name of that again? It's called easy voice recorder. Okay. I'll, I'll put a link. We'll try yes. to have links for all these. Yeah. All these things we mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah. So. And then with Scrivener, after you use Scrivener, do you, um, once you finish the book, you have to import that out to Word mm-hmm. to send it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I usually export it to Word and I send that to my editor mm-hmm. and then they work on it. And so I'll have the edit, the copy editor will look at it, mm-hmm. send it back to me, and I'll accept mm-hmm. or reject. And the last time I got those back, I used pages Mm. and pages brings up track changes. I actually liked the way that worked better. It had these little curvy lines that would take you. Oh yeah. You were telling me that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I use pages for that. And then once I get done with that, I put it back into word Mm -hmm. and I sent, and I have two different proofreaders who go over it Mm -hmm. because it just, for me, I don't like having errors Mm. in it and Mr. Readers are very particular mm-hmm. and, you know, some people feel that typos are just, you know, the devil's work, the hor- most horrible <laughs> thing they've ever seen in their life. If they find two typos and they're always sure to email me. No, so I do two copy it two uh, proofreads. And then, um, then it goes to the um, audiobook narrator mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and then we do an audio proof. Adriel helps me with that. And she does a, great spreadsheet so that if there's any difference between the text and the audio mm-hmm. we can f- catch it and that catches you know pretty much mm-hmm. the last of the typos cross my fingers knock on wood you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i know so that's kind of the flow of how my stuff goes and then once that's i great. have it back mm-hmm. from the uh narrator then mm-hmm. i put it in vellum yeah, and then okay. like, vellum is like my final copy mm-hmm yeah, you know, I do know some people that actually write in vellum. I know. I've heard mm-hmm. that. Yeah, me too. I don't think I would. I don't know. For some reason, that vellum file is precious and it makes me nervous to even go in and make changes to it because it's like, oh, I don't want to screw it up. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I've heard people do that. Well, I am just a plain old word girl. You okay. know, I, I tried, I wrote one of my books in Scrivener and I did like the thought that, you know, once you finish a chapter, like 
there was a beginning and an end to that mm-hmm. chapter sort of thing. I like that visual, but mm-hmm. for me, because you do have to export it into word, I just was like, uh, I yeah. just rather keep it in word. Cause I don't do, I don't keep a lot of notes and like, I don't have the pin boards or anything like that, yeah. but you know, it's, it's all up here in the vault. <laughs> I'm pointing to my brain, y'all, uh, which is leaky. And, uh, <laughs> but Yeah, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, I just work writing word. I try to write linearly just because that's mostly how my brain thinks. But if I get stuck, then I will jump forward to where I know what happens and write from there. You know, if I if I kind of get in a stuck place, which I do tend to do, uh, I've done that a couple of times and it's worked fine. Um, I do use pacemaker. Uh, I've mm-hmm. talked about it before. Um, it's Pacemaker Planner is what it's called. And the free version actually works well. I think you can have two or three projects running. So you put in, you know, how many, your start date and the date you want to complete by, and then uh, how many words in your document, you know, you think you'll have, and it'll break it out how many words a day you have to write. And you can do different sorts of things. You can do where you start off slower and you um, uh, go then build, you know, kind of ramp up, or mm-hmm. you can start slow, start with fewer words, write more in the middle of the project and less at the end, or more at the beginning, less at the end, or just steady. I like a steady yeah. thing. And it keeps track for you. And so, you know, you know, mm-hmm. if I do nice. this many words and, and it, you know, when you put in how many words you do, it has a little celebration thing that happens which you know is always very good reinforcement for me and uh but uh, my friend Ilsa Madden Mills told me about it and it I really have enjoyed using it it really has helped um and then I uh once I finish the first draft I go back through and I do a second draft where I'm usually adding in you know scenery and emotion taking out appendages that don't belong in certain scenes <laughs> and head nods and, and head nods yeah all the things you know the raised eyebrows yeah. all the stuff and then i usually do one more pass where i'm i have a list of words that, and phrases that i know mm-hmm. i overuse oh, yeah and yeah, I oh, well, that actually that's not true um so i do my first draft I try to clean it up. You know, I'll just do a pass through and clean it up as much as I can. You know, because if I get like in the beginning, it may have been this. And then I mm-hmm. at about 20,000 words, I might change something. And yeah. so I just go and make sure that the continuity is correct and everything. Then I send it to my developmental editor and okay. she gives it a pass through. And she is fine with it not being perfect because she's mm-hmm. like, that's how she, you know, she just, she's looking at the big story. picture. Yeah. She's looking yeah. at the big story and she really has given me some very good feedback and I've really appreciated mm-hmm. that. I've, I don't know that I would write a book now uh, without that before, like in the beginning, you know, I had my critique partners and they were great about that. But since I'm not with them anymore right now, um, I'm using her and I really like her. And um so then I get it back from her and then that's when I go through and I add the emotion and I mm-hmm. you know take out all the stuff that I know that I do. And so I usually do three 
three passes through, sometimes yeah. four, you know, it just yeah. depends on how, how bad it is yeah. in the beginning. And, you know, my grammar is always going to be an issue. In fact, FYI, if you got an email from me, uh, the Cyber Monday is mis- Cyber is misspelled in the. Um, no. Yeah, I put a P in S Y P B E R. What I don't know what I was thinking. I think anyway, it was just typo. But anyway, I mean, I can't even do anything about it. I'm just like yeah. whatever. Uh, but email. you know, I check all of that, and uh, what I tend to do sometimes is take it chapter by chapter. You know, when I go through and really, mm-hmm. really am cleaning it up, and then I'll just kind of run that through Grammarly a little bit so that That's I don't what I was look like. Ask. Yeah, do you use so, Grammarly or yeah, so games? I don't look like yeah. a complete idiot when I send it to my uh, editor. She, I mean, there's it does not catch everything, but it catches it catches stuff, you know. Yeah, it catches stuff. yeah. And I have pro writing aid, and yeah. so I'll put mine through there. And I do a lot of passes. I don't even know how many passes I do, but but like when I'm writing, a lot of times I will stop and look things up if I have a question mm-hmm. or I'm searching for something. But then sometimes I'm like, eh, I'm not sure about that, so yeah. I'll just put like an X. Like, mm-hmm. uh, X's or rounded or brackets or something. Mm-hmm. And then I go back and I search for that. Mm-hmm. And then I go through, you know, I have a password, I just go through and check right. everything that's like that. And then I'll have a lot of times I'll have a document that I'll mm-hmm. say, you know, fix so-and-so's name. Cause I just yeah. his name or, mm-hmm. you know, make their motivation stronger for whatever. Right. And right. I'll, so I'll go through and check all those things off. Right. And as I'm going through, you know, as I'm writing that first draft and things do change or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll, I have a list of things that I, you know, I make a list of, I change this in, you know, um, this point, chapter yeah. this. And a lot of times in the document too, I will say in red from this point forward, this, right. you know, and so I can check it both places. Also, um, like even after it comes back from the developmental editor and I'm going through it, I'll realize that I didn't add something or I needed to take something out and I'll just make that list of be sure and go back mm-hmm. to do this. And so yeah. I've done that. Um, but anyway, once it's through me, I send it to my editor my copy line editor and she really mm-hmm. does it she does copy line edit and a heavy beta because she's been with me from the very first book so mm-hmm. she knows you know if it's a, in the series she knows the series we have a, a document and stuff that we keep up with and um and then I get it back and I fix it and then yeah. I send it to uh my art team I, two weeks before launch I sent it to my art team and they Oh, I'm sorry. I do do a proofread. I actually yeah. do two proofreads. I do one, um, a proofreader that I've been using, and then I have a reader that's very good. And mm-hmm. so she does proofread for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, then I send it to my art team and they always find more mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And then, that's true. Yeah. And, you know, more typos. And so then I have to fix those and, and then I publish it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not, anything fancy at all mm-hmm. um i will use romancing the beats usually mm-hmm. uh that's that's kind of the skeleton outline that i use i don't yeah. outline real heavily but i do like romancing the beats uh for romance in particular you know because it yeah. really does help they're good guideposts those yeah. beats are really good guideposts to get you from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And um, I really so, appreciate that. Yeah. And I should also mention that 
I haven't used this all the time because I haven't always had it, but um, Authors AI has a thing you can run your manuscript through. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, I'll, I'll do that before I send it off to mm-hmm. the copy editor. And it basically, it has all kinds, of, it's like Scrivener. Scrivener has so mm-hmm. many bells and whistles that, you mm-hmm. know, I use maybe like 5%. It yes. Has, it has this output that tells you all these things about your manuscript, like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Word choice and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. But may, the thing I'm most interested in usually is the um, structure. And it'll tell you like where your high and low points are. And so I use it for that. And they have a new feature now that's where they will show you what books your book is most similar to. Oh, so that's I cool. haven't been able. I haven't had anything new to run through there. So, but I'm going to try that next time and just. I'm just curious to see what yeah. it compares it to, which I think that can be really good, you know, for yeah. marketing. So. It would be good for marketing. Um, I will tell you that um, there are a couple of books that I have read and or reading mm-hmm. that have really helped me to, you know, of course, Save the Cat. Yeah. But, um, and Save the Cat really helped me because it helped me um, kind of understand that whole You know, if you have a grumpy hero, I mean, it's sort of like in Ted Lasso, which we've talked about, we were going to do episodes on, we just haven't done it yet. But in Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso, if you've watched that, you know, uh, Roy is just, he's just a grumpy, grumpy. grumpy. he's a grumpy grumpster, but (laughs) his, his niece Phoebe is his cat. That's why you Mm -hmm. you see him being so sweet, well, mostly sweet to her, but, um, and so that's the cat. That's this hero she, that yeah. you want to, you're not sure you like, or you know, you don't like, but then they do something great for this one thing. Like they save the mm-hmm. cat, you know, mm-hmm. and that was just really good for me to kind of get that concept. And then another book is something startling happens. And um, this is a book that um, is, it's by Todd click. Um it's very cool. And I kind of suggest everybody read it just because mm-hmm. it's just so interesting. It says it's a, it's a screenwriting book, but it's like at five minutes, every movie mm-hmm. at five minutes, something startling happens. And it's true. Want, it's true. It's so weird. So um, you can break your story down the way they broken this down if you want and then I'm reading still gosh it's taken me forever but uh the book that um uh True Taylor talked about my story can beat up your story mm-hmm. and um I really like it so anyway those are just a few books that if you've got a little bit of time you can yeah those, those are excellent yeah yeah, yeah those yeah. are excellent so I have a couple of books that uh, one that really helped me when I was getting started was um, I think it's plot and structure by mm-hmm. James Scott Bell. It's very good on just mm-hmm. like structure of books right. and, you know, how to get your story into a format that readers are expecting. Right. And um, when I first started out, I read a book called you can write a mystery by mm-hmm. Gillian Roberts, I think. And I think it's probably only in print, mm-hmm. but um, it was really good too. So mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorites. So that's great. So and of course, question. there's always um, romance writing for dummies, which is what I read at the beginning <laughs> of my career. <laughs> <laughs> Those dummies books are good. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say. So, at what point do you um, like request your cover and stuff oh, like that? Oh, 
I, you know, it takes me so long to write a book that um, I will have my cover usually several months before the book comes out. Um, Mm -hmm. If I wrote faster, you know, like three books a year, I would start on that cover pretty much as soon as I put out the next book, because it takes me a little while. It takes Mm -hmm. me a little while to, um, you know, get it right. And it's not my cover designer. She's great. It's me. And so I want, you know, I want to give myself plenty of time because I don't want to be, I don't want to be settling for something mm-hmm. uh, just because I'm out of time. So, right. Yeah. 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 I usually do mine. I'm usually pretty far into the story before mm-hmm. I, because a lot of times I don't know my title. I know yes. some people know their title yeah. when they start. Yeah. I usually a lot do. of times I don't. And I, so I have to wait until. I'm in the middle or near the end, but like mm-hmm. the copyright, copy editing and proofreading stuff that does take a while. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I've got a couple of, yeah. Yeah. I try and build in at least a month or two, like mm-hmm. actually two or three since I'm doing the two proofreaders now. Mm-hmm. So I could like totally finish the book and then request the cover, but mm-hmm. I like to do it a little bit before then. It kind of inspires mm-hmm. me if I really mm-hmm. like it. It's like, yeah. it gives me a little boost, you know, keep yeah. going. It does. And, and I've said this before, but between the in, like between when I get the, um, when I send the book to my copy editor, cause she takes two weeks and when I publish it's six weeks. So mm-hmm. I try to give myself and during that two weeks, you know, I'm doing other things to get mm-hmm. setting up promos and everything for them for the book and stuff, but we've talked about the launch. So, uh, and when I publish, because I, I published to KDP, um, <clears throat> I mean, because I'm in Kindle Unlimited, I just put the book up on uh, KDP and uh, I do a paperback and a um, uh, ebook. And then I have also recently been doing books on Ingram, mm-hmm. uh, paperbacks on Ingram to, you know, distribute other places and stuff. So that's really my publishing process. It's not super hard because I just have the one place really to publish. To. Well, let me tell you about wide. Yes. <laughs> Lay it on a sister. <laughs> wide is a little more complicated, but one thing I've done that really helps me is I have a browser tab mm-hmm. uh, bookmark that has all the vendors in it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can, you know, click on that and say, open all in tabs and it opens mm-hmm. them all across. And so like, oh, I have, that's good. so I publish to Amazon. I go Kobo direct. I go direct to Kobo, Google play, uh, Barnes and Noble and iTunes, Apple mm-hmm. books. And then I also upload to draft to digital. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can do draft to digital, but I do for library distribution basically for ebooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so mine takes a little bit longer. You said yours takes about six weeks from, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm trying to allow at least two to three months because I also want to have the audiobook done. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. So, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you can't really have it. It's almost impossible to plan a simultaneous audiobook release, mm-hmm. but I just try and get it as close as I can. You mm-hmm. know? So that way it's done and it's out there and it can be purchased mm-hmm. on the retailers where it's available. Right. So then that adds a whole nother layer Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. But um, so I usually go in and I'll upload to Kobo first because they're so easy and their platform is just so easy to use. So I Mm -hmm. do that. And then, and then I have my tabs open and I just go across and start uploading. I have all my, you know, the, the cover and the files and 
just upload it and copy and paste the description in everywhere. And it doesn't really take that long once you get going. It mm-hmm. just takes a while for everything to upload. Mm-hmm. And then for pricing, I use the same price across all vendors. Mm-hmm. And I usually go in like with Kobo or whoever I start with. And I, I get all the prices filled in. And then I take a screenshot of that. And then for me, I print it out because I like things mm-hmm. on paper and it's easier for me to find it. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm doing, you know, $4.99 or $5.99, I put that in, print it out, and I'll write on there, you know, $5.99. And I have a little book where I keep them all. And I'll just, so then I could just check that and go, oh, the price in Hong Kong is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. have to fucking check everywhere. Right. So I do that and upload to all, all the ebook. And then I do all the print and I do KDP print only for the Amazon stores and then Ingram for wide. Mm-hmm. And then I do um, large print through Ingram, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hardcover for mm-hmm. library distribution, but mostly is who's buying that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I do the audiobook to find away voices mm-hmm. and also Kobo because they mm-hmm. have special promotions. I was not going to go direct to Kobo and I was like, Oh, they have audiobook promotions, So maybe I should. So now I do the audio to find a way and to Kobo. Mm-hmm. Then I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go then to I the lay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh my gosh it's so stressful it's yeah. just it's a lot it's it is a lot, lot. Oh, and another tip i have is i have a book and i have each book i have a sheet of paper that has that i write the title at the top mm-hmm. and i put uh the date and what i did because it does get confusing so like yeah i'll, I'll put you know the next one will be murder <laughs> at the mansions upload and then i have you know all the different vendors and I check them off as I upload them Mm -hmm. so that I know what I did. And then if I have a typo that I find or something happens Mm -hmm. and I have to re-upload, I'll make a note and I can go back and look and go, Oh, I've already changed that at three stores, but not these other two. And I need to do that. Right. And I I just crossed my fingers so I wouldn't forget (laughs) this, but um, this is something that's really important too. Uh, When I, if you do a pre-order on, um, Amazon, um, like for me personally, because I use, cause I'm in Kindle unlimited, but, um, I will, uh, you know, load the pre-order, but anytime I change the file, I change the, like I date it and I say, you know, something about, I give it, a t- it's not just the title of the book, but it's like dated. And sometimes I'll say, post um, fixed or whatever yeah post proofread or something like that but I always date it because and then anytime I go in and make any changes uh to books that are already published you know if I if I change the back matter or whatever I always date it because I I don't want to be confused I don't want to load the wrong file at any point Mm -hmm. which I have done before and so because of that I date everything so I know and then if you've you know once you upload it and you go back and check it it has that date on it so you know okay everything's Mm -hmm. good um just and I know I think in the beginning, I thought, oh, I don't need to do that because I just have the one book. But what you don't understand is that one book can change many times. Yeah. And, you know, and you don't want to, you don't want to change. I mean, you don't want to, 
not upload the newest version, especially if you're putting mm-hmm. out the next book and it doesn't have the right. correct back matter in it. So right. Yeah. Version, always, version control is huge. Yes, and that's something yes. that, yeah. Like, so either dated or just say version one, version two, whatever, mm-hmm. something, whatever you're naming, um, convention is yeah. convention. That's the word, uh, whatever, just make sure you have something that can dif- differentiate it from the last version, yeah. because yeah. I think that, um, people get in trouble that way. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I've uploaded the wrong file by mistake. Oh, yeah. It, it happens. So, yeah. and the other thing I do is I, uh, I went through after I started getting more books out mm-hmm. for my covers, I went through and I created a format for the covers so that I could easily look at them like the title. Mm-hmm. So I'll have like, if it's uh, murder on a midnight clear, I'll mm-hmm. call it midnight clear. And then I'll have like dash, ebook dash or you know whatever it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because by the time when you start doing different versions mm-hmm. you have like if you have a ingry spark mm-hmm. large print but then mm-hmm. you also have an ingry spark paperback it gets confusing yeah. it so, is confusing so yeah. you, so i eventually thought i'm gonna go crazy and i mm-hmm. sorted that out so now i have a little sticky note that i keep on my monitor and i just mm-hmm. consult it and go oh, yeah. okay this is the format i'm in yeah yeah um yeah i just you know in Dropbox, but on my Mac, I, I have each book has its own folder. And then within that folder or different right. folder and covers are in there. And I do the same thing, you know, yeah. or like with the, um, with the most recent series, but, uh, Homecoming King did not have a logo on it, a series logo, because I didn't do it as a series. I just put it up. But when the second book out, I put the series logo on both. And so I put, you know, cover yeah. with logo, you know, that kind yeah. of, yeah. I mean, it's just, if, if you're very organized, this is like, you people are just so amazing. <laughs> but if you're like me, you're like, oh, I won't need that. And then, you know, six months later, you're like, yeah. what, what well, do you, I have? I don't know where anything is. Yeah. Well, a lot of times you don't need it in the beginning. No, and then later after you, you have multiple start. books, yeah, then you have that yes. problem. And like, you can either organize, like you're saying by book mm-hmm. or, Like I have one folder with my covers Mm -hmm. and then I have, you know, my, my, my final, Mm -hmm. what would be compiled vellum files in another folder, you know? So yeah, it's, you have to decide what works for you and what, what is how your brain works. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've learned, like doing the translations. I've spent Mm -hmm. so much time doing Dropbox folders and files and, you know, getting everything in a place where we, where people can easily find it because mm-hmm. Adriel is helping me out with that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we have to all be able to access them and it has to be right. a fairly logical place. I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I know. I know. It it's may be really not hard. for her, but for me, it makes sense in my brain. Right. So. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then once it's published, I just, you know, drink a lot of alcohol and <laughs> sit back and with my fingers crossed. <laughs> Well, you do a lot. We both do a lot for launch. So yes, we that's do. In we the, do. That's in yeah. the uh, the other episode. But yes, yeah. So we don't. I mean, once it's up, then you just have the maintenance of it. Mm-hmm. Of you know, going mm-hmm. back and updating the back matter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this is all very inside baseball. I hope it's not too uh, yeah nitty gritty, but it does have a lot of good resources that I hope yes. are helpful. Yes, exactly. Should we have a question of the week this week? Yes. What should it be? Should it be, how do you organize your files? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, Asking us. for a friend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, or or um, do you have either that or do you have different naming conventions for yeah. different projects? Or, or, or what are your organizing Weird. tips maybe? For, hey, there, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> for keeping track of all the files and folders <laughs> that we have. <laughs> Because I'm sure there are people that have great ideas that oh, we haven't I know, even thought of. I know. We're yeah. going to have our Audrey Huey on in a couple of weeks, and uh, mm-hmm. she's the queen of organization. So I'm sure and she'll we'll have uh, lots of questions yes. for her. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be able to help us with that too. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, I hope this helps, especially if you're newer. Um, I know that, you know, sometimes it's like, what do I do? Where do I go? So I hope this helps. Yeah. And the easiest thing is just to start out publishing on KDP. Yeah. First, that is the and easiest. then move yeah. wide later if you want. Mm-hmm. That's just get going. And yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah. So, exactly. Well, we'll have all the notes and everything at wish I know them podcast.com. And thanks to Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the podcast. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Everybody. Thanks for listening to the wish I'd known then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.